welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and it's Potapalooza Day. I'm so excited. I have gotten to meet some amazing people, and the next guest is no different. Amazing man, Jim Carthcart. Did I get it right? Carth- Close. Cathcart. Cathcart. Cath- 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 I threw a in there. Cathcart. His name, Kathy. And cart, <laughs> the little thing you push. Yep. Cathcart. Cath- I love it. So when it part of the information on uh, being on each other's podcasts on this uh, amazing day of Potapalooza is people give you just a tiny bit of information and you figure it out from there. And his talk title is Success Seekers, Experts and Entrepreneurs. And I was very intrigued by that. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Jim, tell us what you do, where you are in the world and what you mean by success, success seekers, experts, and entrepreneurs. And I really can talk. It's just hard sometimes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Great to be with you, Jennifer. And I like destined for success because if you think of destiny, destiny is kind of like a future that's pulling you toward it. And I think we all have, not from the outside, but from the inside, a destiny that is possible, but not inevitable. In other words, We've got to let it happen. We've got to help it happen. We don't wait for it to happen because so, it's not coming from out there. So if you look at life in general, life, well, the life impulse exists in, throughout the universe. And it shows up as a plant or a puppy or a person or a tree, you know, whatever, a forest. That's life emerging through reality as we see it. And every person has within them the life impulse. Well, how does it manifest? It manifests in what we want. When I'm mentoring people, and that's that's my primary profession, I I work as a professional speaker and author, and I've done 3,500 paid speeches all over the world and over 40 plus years and written 25 books and, you know, done, done the things speakers dream of doing when they grow up. Uh, So I've had a wonderful and blessed career. But the primary thing I ask people is, what do you want? And they say, well, no, I don't know. Excuse me. What you want is an impulse inside of you. It's life inside of you trying to get out. So if you want to see all 50 states, then the possibility of doing that is in you. And you ought to start making a plan to start clicking off some of those 50 and get out there and see them. Because as you do, you'll see more opportunities and maybe your goals will change. Maybe they stay the same. If you have a goal to create a business that saves puppies from drowning, whatever, you know, I'm making these up as I go, uh, then for heaven's sakes, do it. 
or at least get it started and then hand it off to someone else who can make it more of a reality. But let the life impulse come through you so that you live more fully. The purpose of life is living, really living, not limiting, living some limited version of what you could be or accepting other people's comments about your limits or your potential. Be alive in everything you can do. And when, when someone says, Jim, what do you do? I say, I'm a mentor to experts, entrepreneurs, and as you said, success seekers. Well, what's a success seeker? It's someone who is not hoping to succeed, trying to succeed, wishing they could succeed, or testing to see if it's possible. It's someone that says, I'm going to succeed. Now let's get to work. And they're going to keep going and doing and trying and failing and succeeding and failing and such until they reach the levels that they've chosen to reach. So a success seeker is the kind of person that would tune into your podcast, go to a Tony Robbins arena event, you know, buy a book on, on personal development, uh, come to one of my programs. It, that's what a success seeker is. And so my job after all these years and wonderful experiences I've had is to guide other people in the best ways that I can. By the way, I would like everyone who's listening today to go to free, nice word, free dot Cathcart, my last name, C-A-T-H-C-A-R-T, free dot Cathcart dot com and download a free copy of this book. It's my 25th book, what to do when you're the speaker. And it's not about giving a speech, it's about being a speaker. And uh, it's been endorsed by, you know, the, all the names you'd recognize. Brian Tracy, Nito Cobain, uh, Dennis Waitley, Les Brown, you know, all the, Tom Hopkins, Tom Ziegler, Zig's son, uh, you know, you name it, they, they probably endorse this book. So get a free copy of that, and then if you want to talk with me about being your mentor, then we can talk about how do you reach the top 1% of your field? Or you can get a copy of my book, Mentor Minutes, which is out there. You know, with 25 books in the marketplace, there's a lot of ways, inexpensive ways I can help people. But those that want me to kind of hold their hand or be at their elbow as they're doing it, I do mentorships in one, one month, three month and 10 month agreements with people. But what's it all about? Well, what it's all about is becoming the person you're capable of becoming, living abundantly, living in such a way that when you get up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you think, I get to get up today. Hot dog. I can't wait to see what this day brings. And at the end of the day, you put your head on the pillow. And even it was, if it was a difficult day, you say, thank you, Lord, for this good day. And you kind of reflect on the good things that took place. And so that's the, that's the way I've been living my life for the last 70 plus years. And I still ride my motorcycles on the twistiest roads I can find. I play the guitar and sing in nightclubs. I'm still a very, very active professional speaker and author. And I've got, as I said, 25 books in the stores, but I've got three more already written in the pipeline. And I'm eager to find co-authors and do some more. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. And I love this story. So some questions popped up for me. I'm an avid note taker. So, you know, if we air this video and you see my head down, it's not because I'm bored. It's because I'm writing feverishly. So you know that, 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 I'm going to interrupt for a second. Yeah. Someone told me one time, if you're a speaker, you want to see the tops of people's heads if you're making a point, meaning they're writing it down and you want to see the whites of their eyes if you're telling a story. Isn't that a great analogy? Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, lots of people have seen the top of my head over the years. So, okay, so many great points here. I pretty much have accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Like I have that burning desire. I want to do something. I do it. And then you do end up with those moments when you're like, eh, I don't really want to keep doing this. I want to do something different, which is fine. Yeah. Like we have the, we have the blessing. If you didn't know you had it, I'll bless everybody right now. I bless you to have the, just the ability to change your mind and do something different. Like that's okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Change our mind. But how do you. Metanoia. Huh? Metanoia, a, Metanoia, a transformation of your mind to a higher level. Yep. When I talk to people, sometimes I do energy healing and, you know, it's all a divinely inspired practice that I, that I have and that I do. And when I ask people like, what is the one thing that you would like to either elevate and have more of, or remove and have less of that would make the biggest shift in your life? Like, like mm -hmm. what would that be? And you have to allow time for it, right? Time and space for people to talk all over the board before you can finally hone in on that. So what suggestion would you give to someone listening when you ask the question, what do you want for them to start uh -huh. honing in on what it is? Because we need coaches, we need gurus, we need teachers and mentors, we need all those things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we kind of need to sit still and be with ourselves so we know even what path we might want to pursue exactly. or touch into. So do you have any guidance on that? Like how we I can hone in on what we want? Mm -hmm. That I, I lead people through a process I call going pro. You decide it, as of this point, I'm becoming a professional at my particular path, right? And that means you set higher standards for yourself and you're much more focused and much more dedicated to the doing what you've chosen to do and do it at a higher level. And, and so I started all, like I said, by posing the question, what do you want? And they say, well, you know, I want to live, and it's all general stuff. You know, I want to be health, happy and healthy and have plenty of money. Well, so does every living entity, right? Sign me up, coach. Yeah. I mean, even plants, they, they want to be happy, healthy, and have plenty of resources. So that's just a general desire of all living things. And the more specific we get, the more likely we are to bring it about. So if I say, I just want to have a successful career, okay. Tell me about careers. I mean, what do you mean? Well, let's fast forward 10, 20 years into the future. Tell me about you. Well, I don't think, uh, you know, and they express all their self-doubts. And I said, let's, let's just assume for a minute. Bing! You know, the blessing you got from Jennifer has allowed you to remove all the limitations. And whatever you decide you want to go after is going to happen sooner or later. Ooh. 
well, if that's the case, you know, it's kind of like the, what are your goals? And they say, I don't know, Uh, pay my bills, own my home. Uh, You say, okay, what are your wishes, your dreams? Oh, you mean like if I won the lottery and all of a sudden they come to life and here comes all those things that they would have told you if you'd asked the question differently in the first place. So it's in there. They just have trouble articulating it because they they're afraid of judgment. Right. And so I, I lead people through a, a exercise called the future you. And we define what the future you is going to look, sound and feel like under all kinds of different circumstances. And then the second thing we do is we we look at what I call reputation creation. And we define every group of people you're part of or want to be part of. And we write out a reputation statement that you want them to think or feel or say about you when you're not present to hear it. So what do you want your family to say about you, your neighbors to say about you, your colleagues, your competitors, your customers, you know, all these people, what your teachers, people that knew you when you were a kid, what do you want those people to think and say about you? in the future. And anything goes. So you can make it whatever you want it to be. So we do that exercise. Then I say, okay, what one thing out of all the things you've got going on in your life, if you picked only one lane, one little narrow bike path of a lane and did only that one thing for the next five years, it would transform your life. What is that one thing? And so we identify that one thing. And then we go to the other side of the equation and I have them interview their customers or do a survey among would-be customers. What one thing do they value the most that you're able to deliver? So you've looked at what you want to do and and where your greatest opportunity is in the one thing focus, short-term focus. And then you look outside yourself at what one thing is the market most willing to pay for that's among your possibilities currently? And then we look at your passion and purpose. My passion and purpose is a, uh, I guess, a secular expression of the biblical passage, John 10, 10. I've come that they would have life and have it more abundantly. That's what I've chosen as my personal mission to help people live more abundantly and to do so in the process personally. And, and I certainly have, um, and I've been blessed to be able to help tens of thousands of, well, maybe even hundreds of thousands of others to do the same thing. So that's just a portion of the going pro process. And people come out of that so focused you know, they say, okay, okay, no, look, forget everything else we talked about up to now. I want to do this. Great. Now we got a ball game. Okay. And we get to work on that. And, and then they either graduate or, or they say, Jim, I, I want you to stick around. And we, you know, go into what I call the experts Academy phase of it. And I certify them as a professional expert. And I present them at the end of the year with a medallion as a CPE, a certified professional expert. I love that. And I, I can't reach it from here. It look funny, but I, I like to collect, you know, ribbons and crowns and statues and certificate. There you go. That's my <laughs> love language. Learn something new and get a piece of paper. <laughs> love that. 
I love that. That's my, oh my gosh. This conversation yep. is so much fun. And, and the funnest thing about being a podcaster on Potapalooza is I get to meet so many amazing people <laughs> and is- I can figure out what I want to be when I grow up. It's like inspiration overload for a day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the thing. You know, people ask me, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I, and I tell them, I want to be like my son, one of the people in the world that I most admire. My son's an executive, a senior executive in a luxury hotel chain. And uh, he's in Southern California managing a resort. And he's just, he's a marathoner. He's a musician. He's a person I could trust with anything, including the deepest secret I've got. Um, He's just an amazing guy and he's raised amazing kids. So I want to grow up to be like him someday. Well, and chances are uh, he was trying to grow up and be a bit like you. And that's why he is an amazing man at this point. I love this. So do you, um, I'm like in my head, because, you know, I make up a lot of stories. I just bought a pair of socks. I may not know the truth, but I can make up a story about it. I'm going to be wearing them this fall. I think that's what they say, but I'm going to make an assumption that you're not really around negative people or people who don't believe in abundance or their ability to attain more abundance. But if you encounter those people, how do you act, interact, respond to that level of negativity of, yeah, "Yeah, well, they've got a nice house, but, or, oh yeah, look at their car. And you're like, but you could have it too. Like how, what's your, what's your response? Well, I've Like all people, I've been around millions of those, I'm sure. But no, certainly you haven't. Around, I have you on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've lived among them. I've, I've <laughs> certainly experienced that. I chose back in the 1970s to remake my life. I went to a seminar called Adventures and Attitudes that was real popular back then. And, and it, it was the first time I'd ever set goals and considered really taking the reins and making my life different. And so I chose to diminish the number of negative, of, diminish the amount of contact with negative people in my life. Because you, you can't really control how many of them you're going to encounter, but you can certainly control how much time and focus you're going to give them. And so when I've been around people who are naysayers, like one one time I was in a business and the primary stockholder in the business was a highly skilled technical guy who had the worst failure mentality I've ever seen. He was success phobic. He was literally afraid to succeed. And my partners and I would bring to him, we were junior partners, he was a senior stockholder, and uh, we were the rainmakers and he was the tech guru. So we would bring him big deals, done. You know, Jennifer already agreed to this, she signed the contract, here it is, do the follow through and implement it and get back to her to start the program. He would always find a way to plant doubt in Jennifer's mind. And so the big deal that might have been worth $100,000 would unwind two days later. 
And I remember going into a meeting with him in the Silicon Valley. We were going to talk to some angel investors up there. This was back during the tech boom. And, and ours was a tech company, so that was cool. So we're sitting, three or four of us, uh, in this room with a, a potential investor and her team. And she's got millions to throw into this. And she says, it is such an, I, I've heard about you and I've heard about you and I've admired you and followed your work for years. And this is great. And who's your colleague? Well, here's my tech expert colleague. And so we start talking and she says, well, I can't wait to get into this deal with you. And then she asks him a question and his answer causes her to go, oh, well then, you know, we're going to have to, Think about this. So let me get back to you. And it never happened. It was ready to happen. And it never happened. So after a couple of weeks had it followed, and I talked with one of my colleagues, I, I came into the board meeting. Now I'm on the board of directors. I came into the board meeting and I said, I own 20% of the company. I sit on the board and I'm a rainmaker. I've been bringing business. And tech expert, you've been killing every deal I've brought in. And I don't mind you being the main stockholder and getting rich off of this, but I do mind you destroying our ability to make it succeed. So here's my ultimatum. Either you step off the board and keep your stock, or I'm leaving and not generating any future business. And he said, I'm staying. I said, okay, see ya. And I walked away and I lost many thousands of dollars that day. But I gained so much peace of mind that it was like I'd lit the fire again under my afterburner the next day. And I it, all of a sudden I was cheerful again. I wasn't irritated and, and anxious all the time. And another example, same thing. My sister had a friend who was a negative Nelly who could find a cloud in every sunshiny day. You know, anything you brought to her, like you bring her a cake, she'd say, oh, it's probably rotten on the inside and I'll catch something and die. You know, so whatever it was, she enjoyed finding the bad side of it. Let's, let's look, you know, maybe it's dirty underneath. And um, my sister kept bringing her over to our house and my sister lived with us. And, and I said, Kathy, you're welcome here 100% of the time. You've got the keys to the house. You know, you've got the run of the place, but don't bring her anymore. She said, well, if you like me, you, you accept my friends. I said, that's absolutely not true. I love you, but I don't accept your friends because you choose your friends differently. And I choose not to have this woman come in and rain on every comment I make. And, and if she wants to go watch soap operas and dwell on the weaknesses and the underside of humanity, God bless her, go forth and, and but don't multiply, uh, you know, and, uh, but she's not welcome here anymore. And my sister got in a huff over it, but then she finally understood and made peace with it. And my life got a little bit more sunshiny that day. So I think we have to take a stand. I love that. Take a stand. I it's one of those things you have people in your life and some people you can cut out 
Like you don't have to be around her. Other yeah. people, they could be part of your family or your inner circle. Immediate like family. Yeah. And you just have to diminish the amount of, of focus you give to that. Right. Less time. Don't eradicate it. Just change the percentage. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's time for us to wrap up. I'm so, so glad we had this time <laughs> together. There you go. <laughs> I know. Listen to us. Who knew I could sing? Wait, I can't sing. Yeah, I can. What? Like, what final thought would you like to leave the audience? I would like to leave the thought that your life is a reflection of you. And if you don't like the reflection you've been seeing lately, then get an internal makeover and give yourself permission to be the magnificent being that you were created to be instead of the limited one that you've accepted up to this point. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've enjoyed it too. I appreciate it, Jennifer. Bye-bye. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.